We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RSS feeds to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcasts and make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Warning, you're entering a safe space for freedom of thought and opinion. This is Voice of the People USA Radio, where free speech thrives and political correctness dies. Engage your mind, obliterate the status quo, only free thinkers allow. Your voice is your first line of defense against tyranny. Do not be silenced. Stand by for some politicians. And now, Voice of the People, USA Radio. right now, um, hoping that we get Dan on shortly, is Terry right now, waiting to uh, hopefully get Dan on, and then we've got the, the background music playing, I think Dan told me once before that you're supposed to talk over it so that there's no copyright issues, not sure if that's right or not, um, then again, he might be just ending everything, and I might be talking to nobody right now, but that's okay, I don't mind, <laughs> so um yeah, so while we're waiting for uh, some feedback more from Dan and, and waiting for him to join us, um, you just, you're stuck with me, I guess, right now until, until I hear back from him. Um, some crazy things going on out there right now, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know what to say except for uh, just to bring up some stuff that, that's been going on lately and, and uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know how you guys feel. Um, it's kind of a situation um, with the, the C word, uh, you know, you're not allowed to say it sometimes, like especially if you're on YouTube or not, but uh, with the, the coronavirus or the COVID-19, it's um, kind of crazy times happening out there right now. Um, I'm not sure, like, what do you believe and what don't you believe? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. I've been doing some, some reading, some, some articles and stuff like that, and um, so far... 
um, I've come across a, a lot of uh, people saying that it's it's worse than it really is. I've come across others saying that it's it's not nearly as bad as 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 they say it is. And uh, I don't know. I don't know which is it. And um, one of the more recent things that I, that I came across was uh, an article um, that was actually I think it was in the New York Post, um, but it's an opinion article, um, and it was written um, by a, a doctor. Um, an emergency physician at St. Barnabas Hospital. Um, some of you, um, if you listened last week, you might remember that I'm actually, um, I, uh, I teach in, the, in New York City, and um, uh, I teach in the South Bronx, and it's a, it's a tough area, and um, the people there are, are um, in, in bad situations and uh, as far as poverty goes. So um, they tend to go to the hospitals um, for more like their primary care. They don't have insurance. Um, and so they wait until things are pretty bad and they wind up going to the hospital for um, emergency room, really, for, for things that they need. And so this uh, emergency room uh, doctor, he's an emergency room phys- physician, and um, he was talking about how um, uh, he'd actually gotten COVID-19 early on in the outbreak and, you know, and he'd recovered from it um, and that it was the worst uh, health outbreak that he'd ever seen. Um, in his career, and he's been uh, working for 30 years now, um, but that he's more concerned about the lasting impact, um, more so than, than the actual um, disease itself. Um, and so he was saying that basically from mid-March through mid-April, um, that, that, that they, you know, they had been dealing with the, the onslaught, as you have probably heard, um, in the hospitals, um, in New York City, um, just overwhelmed, and um, but they they made it through, um, and um, they saw that the, the numbers started going down of the COVID cases, which was which is good, and they finally you know they were coming out the other side, and this is mid-April. Well, here we're at the end of April now, but what he discovered was that um, he uh, saw that the emergency room uh, cases for um, other things had dropped like ridiculously so and he was concerned about that very concerned about that because uh, the biggest problem there was again if you remember people are coming into the hospitals um, as their primary care so he's saying that um, that the issue was that you know he sees such a huge drop in the numbers that people aren't coming to the hospital because they're afraid of getting um, the the virus um, so he's concerned people are dying at home, that people are dying, they're having strokes, they're having heart attacks, they're having um, bacterial infections. And so they're avoiding the hospital and, and, and they're dying um, for reasons they shouldn't be dying and, and having nothing to do with COVID-19. And so staying away from the hospital um, is killing more people because they're afraid of, of the virus. Um, in addition to that, um, he see, he said that he sees that the pediatric care has dropped uh, significantly, and and um, that's way worse because now we have children whose um, you know care is now um, being neglected uh, again because of the fear of the virus. Um, and additionally, um, you're seeing people who aren't bringing their children for uh, their babies in for their rounds of um, vaccines. And uh, their normal shots, you know, for all kinds of stuff. So now we're going to have that building, um, which is it's just terrifying um, because now we're, we're having all of these uh, situations building 
Um, and this is going to create um, quite a large health crisis in the U.S. I mean, at least in, in large cities. Um, I can't speak. I'm, I'm sure rural areas and suburban areas are not quite the same, but definitely in, in the larger cities, this is uh, um, really disproportionately affecting um, the poor people. And um, it's kind of terrifying. Um, you know, it's it's something that um, I, it's, it's something that I don't think people often think about. I know I hadn't thought about it until um, I actually wound up, uh, you know, seeing this article and it was, it was, you know, you, you hear often about the people who are concerned about um, all of the situations with um, just, you know, uh, you know, whether it's fake news or it's real or, you know, whether the numbers are being, you know, you know, counted wrong. And I, I mean, and I'm I'm concerned about whether you know what's being reported is real or not too. But I'm I'm very concerned about the fact that people aren't getting the healthcare that they require um, simply because of the fear. And and Dan is fond of saying um, the fear porn um, is worse than uh, sometimes the virus itself. And and I think that's true that it can be um, crippling. And in this case, um, you know, definitely uh, doubly so with this. It's it's not a good situation. Um, it kind of um, also sticking with something um, that you may not be familiar with um, the stories of, that are coming out of um, the bigger cities um, specifically, again, um, if, if I may just a little bit more for the Bronx, um, there was um, when the, there was a nurse then um, uh, Dan had sent me this video of um, this nurse was telling a story of another friend of hers who was another nurse who was one of the, the ones who volunteered to go into New York um, at the height of the crisis to, to volunteer to help with the situation. And she was appalled at the conditions um, in the, in the city um, in, in the hospital that she was in um, that it was so bad that, you know, the people are being killed, that the people are being put on ventilators um, that don't need to be put on ventilators, that the conditions in the hospitals were terrible, that people weren't getting the medications they need. Um, and it's, it's a scary thing. Um, and she goes on to say that her friend was saying, and her friend didn't want to say anything publicly that this nurse was speaking for her, um, because, uh, her friend didn't want, uh, the hospitals to be, uh, put on, you know, what hospital she was working at, you know, didn't want that to be put on blast and, and she didn't want her, um, her license to be, you know, put on, you know, withdrawn or, or whatever the case may be, um, and, you know, at first I was like, wow, this is horrible. This is, you know, this is outrageous. And, you know, we were looking into it and, and, you know, New York city has um, a network of private hospitals, which uh, the, the goal of private hospitals is to make money. So of course they're going to, um, you know, want to take the, the, the people in with the better insurance and, and, you know, you know, do whatever they can to, to, you know, help those people and, and make the money. But then there's also public um, hospitals and public hospitals are run by the government, by the city government, and um, funded by the city government, and um, you know do what they can. And um, in New York City, there are several public hospitals, and uh, they tend to be in the poor neighborhoods. Um, uh, I did a quick little bit of research the other night, and um, there are none in Staten Island. There's five boroughs in New York, um, and there are I think two or three in Manhattan. Um, I think one or two in the Bronx, one in Queens, I think one or two in Brooklyn. Um, but um, I'm willing to bet 
that the volunteers who came in were probably placed, the volunteer nurses were probably placed in some of the public hospitals. So I think that this nurse um, who was reporting on the horrible things that she saw um, was probably in a public hospital and that doesn't excuse it. Um, but uh, one of my former students who graduated quite a few years ago, um, by chance, just a little while ago posted on Facebook, he actually posted that video and he, um, he said, you know, listen, uh, New York city hospitals are shitty on a good day. This is coming from him. Um, he said they always have been, and now they're even more shitty on a bad day. And you're surprised. New York City is dealing with the most cases and the most stupid people um, than anywhere else in the world at this point. You know, hospitals never run well there because they're constantly packed with people and crackheads, and the doctors are overworked to a point where complete exhaustion is the normal daily thing. Um, and so due to that, the mistake margin is a lot bigger. Right now, we've got every doctor working twice as hard as they did on 9-11, but unlike 9-11, this has been going on for two whole months. And then he says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, these, these people are fighting germ warfare on a scale where some, you know, were never, they were never taught to handle. And, and he says to so stop trying to attack them and help them, you know, try, stop trying to shame the very people we were just clapping for the other day at seven o'clock. And I am sure you're aware that, you know, every day at seven, you know, every, you know, a lot of people in New York, they all kind of like come out of their windows and, you know, on their balconies or their fire escapes. And they, you know, they're all applauding and like, you know, banging pots and pans trying to, you know, you know, show their appreciation for the healthcare workers and, and, and everybody. Um, and so it's kind of, uh, um, you know, all kind of like a, a, a mess. And um, the, the student, my, my former student goes on to say, you know, it's nasty and it's dirty. And unless we get down and dirty with them, you know, we can't win this. And he said, with that said, you know, we need to make corrections um, you know, we know things are bad, you know, we have to, you know, you know, fix this. Um, and, and he's concerned about this. Um, but the, the problem is, is that, you know, it's, it's such a large, you know, systemic, you know, situation. How do you fix that? And, um, so the woman wasn't wrong. Um, but you know, it's, it's, how do you even, you know, stop that? So it, it's, it's, it's very difficult. Um, if Dan's still out there, what? I, I think I heard something. Dan, is that you? I'm hearing, I'm hearing something like skippy tones. Somebody's trying to talk. I think it might be Dan. I can't hear anything. I, I am hearing like, like, like breaking up, like you're on a bad cell phone connection driving. Dan, I don't know if that's you. I don't even know if I'm still on. <laughs> Kevin said he's listening in, trying to listen. And he doesn't hear anything coming through. So maybe I'm just uh, kind of blathering into the, to the nether regions, which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh, wait, no, Kevin says he does hear me. <laughs> We're still experiencing technical difficulties. I did hear Dan sort of. I'm pretty sure it was Dan. I heard a phone call. It rang once, and I hear, you know, some, like, skipping around. Like, again, like a, like he was on a bad cell phone call driving. So maybe you can try again. 
hoping Dan can call back in again because uh, I really don't want to spend two hours just <laughs> talking to myself out here and, and people will be tuning out. And <laughs> I have one person listening. That's my husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's time for a drink. This could turn into a drunken show. That might even be better that way, you know? Hmm. Maybe I could get the um, my... Um, my favorite whiskey, Irish whiskey company to sponsor me. I better, I better not say their name, though. They might get mad at me if I say that on the air now. <laughs> I think uh, my husband's trying to work uh, perhaps with, with Dan on the side, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he could, you know, work with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to, to think about. And, um, and it's, it's kind of like a disappointing, dark kind of, you know, conversation and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I definitely want. I hope that once Dan can get in that we will talk about. Um, but, uh, I was really, um, pleasantly surprised to have, um, my former student, um, and, uh, who actually like posted this and, and was, and he's, he's actually, he, he used to live in the Bronx. And so he's had first, ex- firsthand experience in the, in the hospitals there. And so it was, uh, it's I've never knock on wood never been in a hospital um in New York City uh, except for to visit a friend and that was a very nice uh privately owned hospital in Manhattan so it wasn't the same um but I've, I've heard horror stories and so I can only hope that uh um you know uh, this, this situation gets fixed. Uh, speaking of, of hospitals and, and, and the situation and, and the whole ventilator thing, I've heard that like um, people get put on ventilators very quickly and they don't have a chance to speak for themselves. That was part of the video that this woman, um, the, the, the nurse that was actually there was saying that like, you know, there's no family allowed in obviously because of the, 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 the strict quarantining uh, situation. And so people who are struggling to breathe and are, are terrified and by themselves you know, the healthcare workers, you know, the, the, their first, you know, line of defense at this point, and especially in a hospital, like in one of the public hospitals in like, say, the city, um, it's just like, you know, oh, you know, we're just going to have to put, a, you know, put you on a ventilator. It's the best bet. Well, I'm no doctor by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I, my hat is off to all of the healthcare workers because I could never do your job. Um, I am pretty sure I could be wrong um, that in order to put you, you put someone on a ventilator because they have to put the, the, you have to, you know, intubate them that you have to be um, put out. Um, It might even be like an induced coma or something where, because otherwise having that tube in your throat, you're going to try to like cough and try to get rid of it. So um, then that I think causes another whole host of health issues. Um, As a matter of fact, a a friend of of mine um, and um, my husband's, um, he actually had uh, gone down to Florida um, a couple of weeks ago. He had a, a camper down there um, that he had to go back and, and he wanted to bring back up to Pennsylvania. He went down, um, he stayed down for a couple of days. Uh, he wound up got, uh, getting sick, got to the hospital, um, had COVID, was admitted, um, got worse, wound up uh, getting put on a ventilator. And then and- the next thing, what? Dan? Am I on? Dan, Dan! I am. Good to hear you. Oh, my God. I've been talking like, you know, boring people to death. You're, you know, your listenership has just dropped to zero. And hey. No, no. Listenership is actually quite good. And, you know, um, sorry, because everything worked 
fine, like usual. And I was on there listening to you and hearing the stupid British lady blog talk bitch talk. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get on. My mic is working fine. My computer says everything's fine. I tried switching to the headset. Did it work? Then I tried calling in the guest line and wouldn't let me on. Then I tried calling the host line and yet again, it wouldn't let me on because it said I'm already online hosting. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, wow. no reason whatsoever. So, wow. So that, that was my problem yes. last week. What was that? I said that was my problem last week. <laughs> well, yeah, and my problem too. And the only way I could have fixed it, I assume, was by ending the show and starting over again because somehow that's the magical way it works when I do any show other than the Thursday show because that's worth 120 bucks a month. You know? Oh, I see. So it's all I, about the pay. I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. I, I, I apologize because um, – um, Fuck Block Talk Radio. I hate you. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Okay? <laughs> so I was literally listening to you on everything like I normally would. You know, I even let myself I, – I put myself online because I'm logged in as the host and on live as the host. I just can't use anything. <laughs> so it's good. Gosh. It's good. So I get to go get away and, and call in via phone. It's fun. So am I'm I at so least sounding better than – Yes, you sound perfect uh, now. You literally I, I sounded literally, like you were like on a cell phone that was like going through a tunnel. It was like, that's all I could hear. Yeah. Well, that was the, uh, the top notch quality of blog talk radio studio board. When you can call somebody from the studio board, that's what it sounds like. So ah, really impressive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing but the best, nothing but the best. Uh, so I'm sorry. I am sorry about this. No, I don't know fault. why this is happening. And no, no, no. you know what? You know what pisses me off is the fact that our show last week, or as I like to say, your show, but our show last yep. week, mm-hmm. we actually had over 65,000 listens to that show. What? You know, You're, that wow. was after That's all the problems. Terrifying. <laughs> no, it was, it was very well received. Well, I got to do a, sh- I got to, I have one complaint though. I got to air a grievance. Okay. I was okay. looking at the listener statistics, right? The listener statistic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, I look at it for both shows, for this one now, and for the Thursday show. And you'll be happy to know that the Thursday show, we now almost, we're almost at 100,000 listens for the Thursday show. Wow, one, that's right? awesome. Yeah, right? I guess people like hearing me scream. But I, I attribute <laughs> it to, to good guests. But, 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 the breakdown, 78% women and 22% male. And on the non-binary chart, zero. Was very upset about that. The non-binary numbers were not coming in. But oh no! On, we had to do something. On, I know. But on your show slash the one with me on it, <clears throat> you'll be happy to know it was sixty-four percent male, right? Okay. And all but one percent were women, and we had a one percent for other. So we didn't represent non-binary, but we got other. So all there right. you go. One percent other. You go. All right. That's awesome. Right. So I'm excited. Congrats on 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 kicking ass and appealing to the others. There we go. I'm, I'm happy. I'm impressed. 
And 64% so, men. See? See, now this is why we have to do a, we have to actually do a video channel. Then I'll, I'll put on my makeup and, you know, no, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> um, we saw, we saw a, a girl on, on um, uh, a video. I forget what it was. It was a conservative uh, talk show, and she had like a, 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 a blouse on, and it had like a little circle, like a cutaway circle that was like kind of like over her, her boobs. And some conservative right-wing Christian guy got like very upset and like started like quoting Bible verses at her and was like, you know, I'm very oh, you know, disturbed by this and I was like oh uh, but she she looked nice and she had good things to say why are you distracted and, and he, he was the only one staring at her breasts I'm like all right calm down guy <laughs> I promise not to show breasts <laughs> much hypocrite much <laughs> well well you know, you know I, I, I gotta say that if we if we did if we did the video stream there's probably a much better chance that would actually be heard well in in this case <laughs> you know me but uh just saying hey listen I, I don't 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 sell yourself short there dan i'm telling you you you'd, you'd be surprised at how many more uh a bigger female demographic we'd get i'm telling you no 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 non-binaries mm-hmm. i mean I, no, well. I i really think we can make a play for them you know i think we can make a play <laughs> for the other for sure definitely well you we got the other i mean you you no, brought the other and the guy's in all right. <laughs> does, it, does, it, does it matter? It's represented, you know? Yeah. Everybody true, counts. True. All lives matter. Oh, wait, that's racist. Sorry. Um, other <laughs> lives matter. So, you know, stop it. Maybe it was uh, the, the whatever, what her name, what's her name, his name, the dude, the dude that's uh, in charge of uh, health care in PA? Um, oh, uh, Dr. Levine. <laughs> Yeah, the dude with the wig. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Now, now, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. Be fair. No, that's Dr. Levine, and she's a respected doctor, and I actually do like what what she has to say. So I'm not going to let you say anything against her. It's not her I, fault I, that she's I, a pawn of the governor. It's not her fault she's a pawn of the governor. I'm not knocking that. I'm not knocking people's <laughs> life choices. But when when I have this person deciding whether or not, I listen. I, I just. Listen know. to each I, his or her own, you know. Like if it doesn't bother hey, me, I don't if it care. Hurt me, I don't care. So, <laughs> but it's still a nasty-looking freak. But anyway, uh, man, listen, be good. I am uh, this 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 one. This show is the show dedicated to technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> yes, Woo, resets, technical difficulties. <laughs> um, and me not freaking out. So yes, yes, yes. That's why I like this. It's like a convers- I like the rise above the noise. I love that. I love that we can, you know, like we we talk about things and and, and you know we can have. A, I like that we can have like a different different points of view and like we can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's what I really love about our conversations. It's very natural, and that's why I like it. That's why I was like, oh my god, I'm just talking about everything I think. This is terrible. This is never going to work. So thank God you showed up. <laughs> I- Took a little bit. It was it was thanks to a certain individual telling me that he was able to get in after multiple calls. So I called in three more times and finally let me call in. So now I know why the guest line works so fantastically. But oh, um, wonderful! You know, that's awesome. But hey, it was cool that it was cool that I got to let myself on as a guest because you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> breathe, breathe, and that's <sighs> see, but what you said. What you said is exactly why I want this show to go smoothly. And it's working against us because it was very, very, very well received. I got to admit, because I, I actually pay att- I, I know I shouldn't, but I like to pay attention to the comments sometimes because usually it's entertaining as hell. But, um, but I, I don't I ever want to see the gotta... comments because I, 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 I'm a little, uh, sometimes I can be overly sensitive. So I don't, I don't want to oh, know. Oh, no, you'd, you'd be fine. Bitch, just shut the fuck up. I'll be like, oh, oh, oh. 
no, 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 no. Everybody liked you. It was strange. Like, we never had anybody universally liked. <laughs> nice, Dan. Nice, Ever. Dan. Everybody liked you. It was strange. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm just Fuck saying. You too, Dan. I mean, Jesus. Fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, no. You don't understand. In the long, <laughs> bad, sordid history of us on Block Talk Radio now into our <laughs> 11th year. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just learning I, about I, you guys. You know that, right? <laughs> that's That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say that I don't think there's ever been anybody that was like, you know, it was usually 50-50 or 70-30 skewed towards I hate you, die, and <laughs> you're, you're cool, we love you. So uh-huh. that's kind of the truth. So now you were universally liked. It was, it was really special. It was, it was very heartwarming. All right, I now you're making say. me feel like I should, like, stick my finger down my throat and purge or something. Now, come on, Dan. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to you know have You're that trying visceral to make you be reaction, more of a bitch, right? Yeah, okay, I get it. Yes. I get it. I listen. I'll put yes. the teacher on. I'll be a bitch. All right, just get me on the right Do topic, it. and I'll let it rip. <laughs> Do it, says oh. she that won't call into the Thursday show because it's a different vibe. But it is. All right, you know it what? Is, I'll call is. in. I'll call in. Like, let me let me hear something that gets me pissed, and I'll call in. Don't you worry about that. I'll call in as, as not Carrie. I'll call in as somebody else. I'll call in as a, you know, there, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Call in as a hater. I think that'd be mm. awesome. You know? Oh, that could be fun. Oh, I'll make so, Kevin call in. I'll make Kevin call in as a hater. There we go. He, no. Kevin needs to call in. <laughs> Kevin needs to call in. He's listening he right now. He's like shaking his head. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, he's the man. And you know, again, I'm, I'm blown away by the man's wisdom. And I told him, <laughs> That he needs to be a part of this. If for nothing else, he should be a part of it because Lord knows it may take me thirty minutes every time we do this show to get in. I'll be I'll be in, but you know, hell, I'm the one that let you on. I'm the one that put <laughs> t- took you from hold to put you on the show live. I just get to be live. It was great. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm live right now, that. technically. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Next time we'll just call it dead air, dead air, whatever night we do it. You know? dead oh, air that's perfect, it's, right? It's dead good. air. Oh, that's, that's a chapter on, on, on the video game Left 4 Dead, just so you know. Left 4 Dead 2. Yes, it is. No, Left, no, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, <laughs> love that game. Do you play that game? I love that game. That's why I was like, I actually this, is like not the zomb- this is not the zombie apocalypse I was looking for, just so we all know. Just saying. <laughs> right? Talk about <laughs> Excuse me. Talk about disappointing. <gasps> Dan, is that Rona talking? Yes. Oh, no. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, shit. Are you calling Wolf already? Listen. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen, I'm just happy my liquor store is open again. It doesn't matter. It's all good now. I don't have to be a, a bootlegger and go into Narrowsburg now, but I still will because I'll support well, small business over there because they were awful nice. So. Well, that's good. That's nice of you. You know, I, I think it's pretty cool that, um, you know, in America, in America, you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New Orleans, New York City, Boston, mm. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You know, they're all okay, but yeah, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. So, you know, <laughs> Governor Wolf's got to keep the lockdown going longer. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, I, listen. You know. I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I want to ask you about no. this. Go ahead. No, no. No, please ask. Please so, oh, so ask, ask, this ask. is something that um, actually uh, Kevin and I were talking about, and I want to ask your opinion. So, um, mm-hmm. and this is this is a little, so it gets a little, mm, a little too far to the left for me, but there's a good start to it. So, this was somebody that posted something on on um, on Twitter originally, um, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember who who Kemp is the which Governor Kemp. I don't know what uh, state governor, governor of. 
Georgia, I believe. Okay. So the original post um, on Twitter read this like this. And so he said, mm-hmm. it's, uh, this person said, it's not a stupid move to open up on Kemp's part. On the contrary, it's very calculated. And you could see this, I think, for just about any um, state that's opening up right now. So here's the deal. <clears throat> Kemp mandates that restaurants reopen. So this is a person who owns a restaurant, a small restaurant, not one of the big chains, okay? So now whether mm-hmm. I reopen dining rooms or not, this is the, the owner, I file for business interruption insurance but it doesn't go through since I am allowed to operate at full capacity. My landlord can demand all their money since I'm allowed to fully operate, but you know, he can't afford it. Right. He can't, he can't he's not getting it. Cause you know, cause you know, there's, there's the conditions in place as far as like, you know, the social distancing and all that. So um, I furloughed staff, my furloughed staff that is collecting unemployment insurance have to come back to work or I have to let them go. Their mm-hmm. unemployment insurance then goes on my tab. If things blow up again, they are still on my tab, not on the states now, since they are no longer employed. So the person ends up with saying, guys, this is about screwing the working class and small business, not about helping us. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, so we were talking about this, I was like, wow, this is interesting. So if, you're, so if, if these governors who are about... Uh, opening up small businesses again, like the restaurants, particularly, uh, that's what I was seeing mostly. Um, um, so is this, and this was Kevin's thought, um, is this like big businesses trying to weed out the competition? So, you know, Kevin had spent um, a year, unfortunately, uh, no offense, um, but he wound up uh, spending a year in Ohio and he said there was nothing but um, mostly chain restaurants out there. <laughs> um, and no offense to anyone who lives in Ohio, um, but he, he didn't have a good experience out there. And it wasn't because of Ohio. It was because of the girlfriend he moved out there for. Um, so he <laughs> okay. said there was not, so he, he said there was, that's a long story for another show. Oh, and there's some other, uh-huh. anyhow, anyhow. So, um, so he says it's mostly chain restaurants out there. And, um, and he said that, um, you know, is it the, the, the big chain restaurants because they're, they're going to be okay. And did you notice that with the, um, the, the small business loans that were supposedly like given out by the government, a lot of the big chains got stuff. I know Ruth Chris got stuff. I know pop belly mm-hmm. sandwiches got it, but they supposedly gave money back. I saw that Shake Shack got some of the business loans, but they gave money back too. But like, why the fuck are you asking for those loans? These are big corporations that have like, like, it's like McDonald's, like why, you know, they didn't ask for money, but like, it's like you have franchises, you have backing, you don't need to be asking for the small business loans, like, like for little restaurants. And I'm, and I'm thinking again, I'm a Pennsylvania girl born and bred, but I, you know, I've been working in, in the city long enough that I'm like looking at these little tiny restaurants, like, I don't know how the fuck they're ever going to come back. And, and, and that's true for a lot of the restaurants, the little places like in, in like, and I, I'm in, I mean, I'm in like Northeastern Pennsylvania. There's a lot of beautiful little restaurants here, like, and they're struggling too, I'm sure. So like, you know, how are they going to like, is this, and then now I'm going down the rabbit hole and I'm, I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, some conspiracy stuff. So feel free to rein me in. Um, so is no. this like biz, big business trying to like, you know, weed out the competition because if they can get rid of like all these little shops and I'm thinking of like Scranton, right. in Dixon city. And you know, there's, there's still some little places there, but like, you know, there's a lot of chains too. There's red lobster, there's olive garden, which are owned by the same place, you know, um, you know, you know, you got all those places. So like if you can get rid of like the little guys, so now it's all nothing but chain restaurants. Right. And, and so here's the next part. What happens if you now you're talking about discriminatory hiring? So, um, if the small businesses are worried about like hiring people or even chain places, right? So you're not having, you don't have like a health insurance or stuff like that. 
so, you know, they're, they're talking about people who are 50 and older at, that are, are, are more at risk. So, oh, and people with immune, you know, compromised systems and all that. It's like, oh, you know what? Say, hey, you know, Ed, I know that you said that you, you, you know, you, you were telling me, you know, in passing that, you know, and they're not going to actually say this, but, you know, Ed told me in passing that he, you know, had lupus for a while. Got to let you go, man. Sorry. You know, because you're a liability now because, you know, we're supposed to provide insurance and stuff like that. So, so there's a whole bunch of shit going on here. So if we're reducing, you know, the, 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 the I'm just thinking about this. It's like this, like who stands to benefit from this? Like, so the governors are trying to open like restaurants and stuff like that. And if these, these guys fold and they can't afford to stay open, you know, who's going to benefit from that? Like, I'm just, it, this is like something mm-hmm. I'm thinking about. Like, like this is, I, you know, and it's the working class, you know, that's going to have to go back to work, you know, like the, 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 the more, um, I'm not going to say the poor, but like the working class people, you know, they're going back to work and they're providing services to the wealthier people. Right. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Like, you know, oh, it's a way to, you know, thin out the voters. No, I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on right now that I'm like starting to go crazy about. Help me, Dan. <laughs> I know I just had a um, shitload of stuff there. No, it's 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 good. As far as I'm concerned, and I've said this from the very beginning because I believe this this whole thing was calculated on multiple fronts. It was mm. political. <laughs> it was retaliatory from China. It was deliberate. Mm. It was a million different things at play here. But to the after effects of it. Small business is the engine of operation and the engine that, you know, it's usually the small business owners that more likely will lean to the right and mm-hmm. they will support yeah. a Republican, whereas big chain, big business, they tend to lean to the left. So this really? is a deliberate. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. For a multitude. You, you of have to educate me on this because I really am a, a, a noob on this kind of stuff. One of the lies they like to say is that Republicans are for the rich and everything else and whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Big well, they, business, they were supposed to be for the little guy and for uh, constitutional uh, you know, freedom and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. Well, Republicans lost their way a very long time ago, but that's, that's still a myth. It's, it's kind of like when the left says that we're against all forms of racism, though, look at our history, right? But don't look at it. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah, same difference yeah. there. Or the Southern strategy, the, the party switch. The party's never mm-hmm. switched. So it's that same basic principle where big business likes, <laughs> for a, a million reasons, whether it be tax deductions or write-offs or whatever, it be, benefiting from immigration, from visas, from foreign labor, from foreign interests, from foreign investors, they like when you have the bigger the government, the more money that's available for them. So right. they love to absorb and suck out all the, the middlemen, the competition, the, mm-hmm. the mom and pops. They don't like them because they pose a threat because they can give a more personalized touch. So big business wants to take that out and give you their version of a personalized touch. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're backed by 9,000 different, you know, whether it be, a, uh, I can't think of a couple, like a Blackstone or, um, uh, Jesus, I can't think of the names of the big, the big banker groups that back a lot of the franchise groups, but they benefit. Chase, from Barclays, all them. Basically, yeah. There's a, one other one I was thinking of, and I can't think of it for the life of me right now. So, Citibank. They literally. No, it's um. It's gonna bother me. I'll get. I, it'll come to me. 
Gotcha. But long, 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 long story short, long history short, the bigger the government, the more money available, the more social programs available that the big chain, the big businesses will take advantage of because they could pay their people less rate, less wage. And mm-hmm. they could capitalize more off of having so many people and benefited by so many social programs, benefited by the tax or they do write-offs. So the local small business owners, again, will always be a threat. So big business likes mm-hmm. big government, and big government belongs to the left. They own that. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's what they are. Now, maybe it hasn't always been the case in the last 20, 30 years because the Republicans mm-hmm. have been night and day with, with the left. Mm-hmm. Um, Truth be told, with Trump, again, love or hate, the simple mm-hmm. truth is, is he's been very good for small business. He's been very good right. for farmers, for you know, yeah. local shop owners, whatever. They don't like that. They have to kill that because he appeals to middle America. And when middle America can mean not just the flyover states, like the middle of the country, just anybody in general that benefits from hard work, effort, you know, their own investing in themselves, investing in their employees, investing in their future. They were doing very good. So now with this, this is their, one of their last-ditch attempts to try to still destroy that small business, destroy the economic engine, destroy the small employers because those people are going to vote for Trump. They're going to vote for somebody who's brought the economy you know, from nothing to where, where it was, essentially. Mm-hmm. So this is another effort that they're going to try to come in and basically take control. Look, for instance, it's not a restaurant, but – you hear about meatpacking facilities and different oh, things yeah. like that now. The, right. Well, um, Hat, it's Hatfield, right? Yeah, Hatfield is one of the ones yeah, they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, big one in, in That's Pennsylvania, one of the, yeah. Yeah, well, Smithfield, sorry. Smithfield is the, is the one in particular. One of the biggest in the, in the country is Smithfield. And I think they shut down in South Dakota. Now, follow me on this one. But Smithfield sausage, Smithfield this, right? Uh, hundreds right. of thousands of uh, you know employees, everything else. But now they're they're stopping production because they want to try to break the supply chain. They're based in North, in uh, South Dakota that had zero cases or maybe three cases, and then magically their plan oh three hundred cases of COVID because the governor refused to shut down, refused to lock down, and they're fine, right? Mm-hmm. So Smithfield is ninety seven percent owned. And operated by a very wealthy member of the Communist Party of China, where most of these companies, most of your big chains, you do go down the rabbit hole. You do the research, and you'll find out that over 70% of the big chain restaurants – we'll just keep it in a restaurant realm right now mm-hmm. – has some form, some backing of Chinese investment. So it's the investment bankers backed by Chinese money. So it's just another level. And that's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually factually accurate. So people don't look deep enough into that, but it's another deliberate attempt. Because right. now the Shycoms, as I politely, 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 politely <laughs> refer to them, the, the communists, they prefer a weak government, a weak United States. Like we had Obama, you know, who was horrible, great for China. Apple moved to China, you know, had their slave factories, the suicide nets. Yeah, of course. They they liked it because they were able to take advantage of it, just like Iran took advantage of America, just like all these other countries took advantage of a weak America, and it happened under Bush as well. Weakness Mm -hmm. allowed them to go from a normal at best economy to they're going to overtake us. Trump came in, first 
first thing he fought for. Well, there was many, many different um, sanctions and things that he, he red tape that he cut and all the different, you know, why can't I speak? I can't think of what I'm trying to, <laughs> to actually mention here, but it was, it was really the sanctions that he eliminated over for every new sanction. He eliminated a hundred or something along those lines. He eliminated more than any other president in history, which empowered farmers, agriculture, restaurant, um, local shop owners, empowered them quickly, then got the tax cuts. As soon as we lowered our rate from 40% to 15%, China went from 12% to 0% because they're, try- they're in constant competition. So, again, um, personal likes or dislikes aside, he poses the biggest threat they've ever seen since becoming an economic powerhouse by taking advantage of – I mean, they basically own all of Europe. I mean, Italy mm-hmm. is one country yeah, that you've no, got to look at. That, you know, yeah. I mean, Italy is a beautiful country, but they, they're not a country. They're a, a proxy of China. Okay? Mm-hmm. So China <laughs> funds, backs – go ahead. So, so, what, so no, no. I know, I know the whole Chinese connection is is, is in, un, insane, and I know that China owns most of New York City. Um, I, I've seen that before. Um, so I'm uh, talking about the meatpacking situation. I'm, and I know that uh, China also is not only, in, which which is confusing to me. I've I've seen that it's, it's one of the biggest importers of pork from us, but it's also one of the biggest exporters of pork, which I don't understand that, but. Um, the thing that I, I, I'm, I'm curious about, and I want to know your, your point on, so Trump, um, has, has put, and just to say one thing first, <clears throat> you, you talked about Trump and the economy and, and, and everyone's, you know, blaming him for the, I, I, and I've said this the last, I said this last week that I'm not a Trumpster, but I don't think it's fair to blame him for yeah. what's going on with the economy right now. This is absolutely absurd. I, 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 I and I, again, I'm not, again, I, I told you, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I definitely feel that I'm an independent. I'm very squarely in the middle and I, I, I lean left on some ways and right on others. Um, but, and it's, it's absurd to blame him for the economy right now. That that's just ridiculous. But Correct. with that said, I'm curious. So he has uh, with the meatpacking situation, and I just ran into the local IGA this, this this afternoon real quick to grab something, and saw that they are now like limiting things um, to like 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 meats and all that to just like two uh, types of meat <laughs> per person. Correct. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but so he enacted. He, he's talking about the um, the Defense Act initiative. So and he wants to like so so that meat packing plants in the U.S. cannot shut down. And so Correct. I understand that, but. So my question is this. So I get that, you know, you know, it is, it is part of the supply chain situation. And I definitely agree with that. Um, but my question is, so uh, we have people who are getting sick. The, 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 it is not a desirable job. It is definitely not a desirable job. Um, I don't want to do it. Um, even if, if it was mm-hmm. something like if I had no, no income coming in, I don't think I could do that job. Like God bless those people who are doing that job because I couldn't do that. Like I like to eat yeah. chicken and beef and pork and all that stuff. But I, I've said this many times. If I had to butcher my own animals, I would probably yeah. almost be a vegetarian because I couldn't do it. Like, or I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat eggs. Yeah. I'll eat, I'll eat fish, seafood. I could, I could definitely kill a lobster because I fucking hate those things. They look like, like, like bugs. I'm not, I have no problem with that, <laughs> but, but I'm not living by the ocean. So, um, but so what do we do? So, so we have, and, and a lot of them are, are very low paid workers. They're, they're literally like, like working elbow to elbow 
in these meat processing mm-hmm. plants. Um, and so they're worried about getting sick and all. Okay. So, so do we, so we, all right, can we get the army, uh, the, the, the national guard, the army corps of engineers, whatever, can we have them all come in, clean the plant and like have them work for a couple of weeks until like the, they can come. I don't know. What's the answer? Because like they, they're saying they have to stay open. So people are getting sick. What happens? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not worried about the food being com- um, like, like, you know, compromised because that's, we've, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've figured that out with Dr. Fauci, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, what the hell is her name? The bricks, big barracks. I can't remember her name. The, the chick that's, we're always wearing the yeah, scarves. Burke. Her. Yes. Yeah. Scarf chick. Um, sorry. That's, that's, it sounds like I'm an anti-feminist and uh, nicer than what I say about her. So you're Anyhow, good. All right. Um, but I mean, so, so, I mean, I, I'm not worried about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately concerned about the, the people who are working in those conditions and being sick and all that. And until they get better and then they can come back. So how, how, so I know Trump's going to sign that, you know, into, into, you know, effect. So what, what's the answer with that? Like, how do we keep those places open, like Tyson and all them who are concerned about their workers and like keeping them healthy? Like, what's that answer? Well, first off, they're concerned when it's beneficial for them to be concerned. Now, most of the places where these factories lie, a lot of them will be in Democrat-controlled states with Democrat mm-hmm. governors and very, very union-connected. Unions, of course, are leftist mm-hmm. always and <laughs> without saying. So magically, there was no there was no issue with these plants, just like South Dakota. Everything was fine until the governor mm-hmm. decided that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be obedient. And then, oh, we're shutting down. You can't stop us because you don't care about us. That was a directive given from above. So the hmm. safety, yes, they're able to operate them and actually accommodate the what I call BS, social distancing and all that other crap. But they can easily accommodate. They know they can accommodate, but it's a power play and it's a mm-hmm. political play. So. Again, I have to go back to where it began. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think Trump got elected because he, he it was immigration, immigration, immigration. No, one of the things he would talk about and got ridiculed all the time for, which I always thought was kind of funny because nobody looked deeper, but now people who do not have their head up their ass pay attention, he always would say, China, 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 China. Mm-hmm. He, you look back at the Trump interviews from 1989, China. 93, mm-hmm. China, 2000, China. He was telling everybody what's happening. We're dependent upon them for our supply chain. We're dependent upon them for our pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. We're dependent upon them for this, for that. And it was going brilliantly all the way until he became president. And then even though he didn't get the trade deal signed until about two weeks before the world ended with the almighty pandemic, mm-hmm. um, he, was, yeah. he was tariffing the hell out of them and destroying their economy which is rightfully, as far as I'm concerned, it's about time they got what they deserve. And, you know, that's a big, big part of this. So with the Defense Production Act, the president can now, under his executive privilege, can technically do what he's been trying to do, but getting so much resistance from the Democrats because they love China money. They love China owns so many of our politicians, but they also own politicians on the right. Those are the rhino mm-hmm. scum, the elitist mm-hmm. globalist pricks. Right. But, um, they're entrenched in every aspect of our being. They're entrenched in our government. They're entrenched in our businesses, our unions, everything. So these plants now, he has a chance to execute that, to basically go in there and say, well, you happen to be on American soil, so we're going to put you to work under our auspice. We're going to put you to work, and they're going to do it safely, it, which, again, as far as I'm concerned, that's 
well, we won't go there because I'll say that for tomorrow when I start yelling. But um, <laughs> we're above it's, the noise. It, it's yes, it's it's fallacy. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. he has the chance now to do what he had said, but nobody wanted to play ball, and that's break our dependency on China. And now people see they don't just own the medicine. They literally own the food we eat. Trump signed an amazing trade deal with them where they're actually going to buy rice from America and China. And, they're gonna, and now they're trying to hold – yes, that's part of it. Huh. People made fun of that, thought it was a joke. It's true. But the other thing that's true, and I shared on my fascist book wall, Facebook, the ones who don't understand what I'm talking about, um, just before we went on the show of uh, a top economist, female talking – about the Chinese trade deal that was signed before the world knew about COVID-19, where in that agreement, China put a clause in there. Due to natural occurrence or pandemic, they could rescind their agreement to this deal. That is Mm -hmm. not a lie. That is not a conspiracy theory. That is legitimate. So there you go. There's just another instance of China basically saying, hey, we know what we're about to do or what we've already done at that point. But we're just going to play ball and make, make it look like we're good because we're going to get the economic boost, right? Right. Look, mm-hmm. at, look at what's gone on. Look at right now, China's economy is open. They're doing fine because mm-hmm. they're the only player in the game now. They've affected the entire world because they supply the entire world because of so many big business and special interests making it so. And America leading from, really from behind with China has allowed that to happen. So this was the perfect storm of everything coming to pass. We don't know how to stop him. The sexual assault allegations didn't work. The rape things didn't work. Russia didn't work. Ukraine didn't work. Um, you name it. Nothing worked. The 25th Amendment, he's not, uh, he, he's not mentally stable, didn't work. It's sad to see the weakness of this country being so obedient because of a magical a magical mystery pandemic that has cured all of their ills, cured heart attacks, cured car accidents, cured the flu, cured yeah. everything. Nobody dies from anything else but COVID-19 now. But this is – I'm, I'm fairly certain that even they were surprised. They know they messed up. They screwed this whole thing up. This wasn't – this was not how they wanted to do it, but they got lucky. And the media, mostly owned by China – um, the politicians owned by China sold us on the fear and the end of the world. People bought in, and now look what's happened. So they're having a field day. They didn't expect this to happen because they thought Trump was going to be the roadblock. So Agenda 21 became Agenda 30 because they figured mm-hmm. they would have to wait until 20, 2030. <clears throat> so we're now at a wonderful precipice where this is <laughs> – the stock market, if nothing else, has kind of cleansed itself of a lot of the dirty money, the bad investors, the ones that prop, prop it up and created the bubble. If anything, the stock market is, is basically – it's been fully, fully gutted. Not mm-hmm. fully, but more so than it's been probably in about 50 or 60 years. With that being said <laughs> – Look at where the stock is currently, a lot higher than what they need it to be. They well, I can tell you right the... now 
so I, I just, mm-hmm. just, just as a, so I, <laughs> I started uh, toying around with the stock market um, in uh, 2018, in August of 20, so almost two years ago, right? And I, mm-hmm. I, I started playing it like with uh, Robinhood, um, and just yeah. like you know, yeah. messing around with it. Um, I am literally up since 2018 of, you know, of August, August 3rd, 2018 is when I started. I am literally up uh, 32%. I'm up almost $800, even with all the shit that's been going on. Yeah. And just throwing in that, little crazy stuff here and there. That is because the true financial barons, if you will, they still usually stocks and brokers, they, they will, I, I hate to say this and not to knock them, but it's a realistic thing. They will bet on tragedy. They want, they right. don't care if the stock market collapses because they're going to make a field day. They're going to cash out by low and yeah. then boom, when it, when it exactly. pops up a little bit, fantastic. Well, I but, just fucking did that myself, even though, I mean, I, I, I mean, like, l- l- I'm going to be very real. Like I, I clearly, I'm not like spending millions of dollars. Like I, I literally yeah. have like, not even like, but I mean, like, like little stupid things, like you, you, you know, something that I bought, like literally bought a, a stock that was at like a dollar sixty-five. I bought yes. ooh, twenty shares at a dollar sixty-five, but it's up at like, you yes. know, I'm, I'm making more than, you know, double my money. Ooh, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna get rich doing that. But it's like, it's like a diversion. But like, it's like seriously, it's, 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 if you're putting that on like the larger scale, where I'm sure like the, the, the people who are like off yachting. You know, they're on their yachts in the, in the, you know, it, wherever and like, you know, writing out the, the pandemic on their yacht, um, um, you know, mm-hmm. they're making way more money. But like, that's very true. Absolutely. Most, most of the CEOs, including Gates, including all these people, mm. big sell off right before the pandemic hit. Because mm. again, this was known it was coming. This was not something that just magically appeared one day and said, oh, there's a panda. It does not, it does not facilitate like that. It does mm-hmm. not start. It never, no. Unless there's a bomb drop with disease in it, it does not happen like yeah. that. Right. Why such a big sell-off beforehand? Because they yeah. assumed this would crash it. And remember, the two things they focused on so much in the beginning were the death numbers and the mm-hmm. stock numbers. They were, the media yeah. was having a field day over the stock falling. As soon as the stock stabilized and started going back up, you don't hear about the stock market nope, anymore. Never. So never. now, nope. because the investors and in Wall Street know that, to be blunt, they know that this was a misfire, they failed, and that Trump's going to have plenty of time to rebound. Because he, and Trump said it, and he is correct. And the media will never, ever refute this because they can't. We have the greatest economy in American history. And, and that's not for an ego thing for him. It was factual. And that's why nobody in the media says they want to ignore that. Oh, but you told people to drink bleach. They have to get off the subject immediately <laughs> because they can't deny it. No, so, no, no, no. Now, inject, inject bleach, not drink it, inject ugh. it. Come on, Dan, get your facts yeah, right. Please. Oh. I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> God forbid. Well, it's good to yeah. see that Cedar Sinai is such a disrespected uh, medical entity in, in the world because now they're blacklisted from YouTube and Facebook because they uh, came out and basically said that everything he just said was true and this is what you're doing to people and now they're you know blacklisted. But I digress. <laughs> so now they're they're getting desperate. So we have the talks about impeachment and investigations because they're desperate. And now we only have one more thing left because all these unemployment numbers. Well, shit. Yeah, he reopens what, everything. Yep, we're going to lose three number. quarters of that number. 
Yep, yes. that's the number. We're gonna, that's what CNN's always saying. Oh, look at the impl- unemployment numbers this week. I'm like, mm-hmm. what did you fucking expect when you're telling everyone to stay the fuck home? Like, that pissed of course, me off. But, well, they, they get off over it. Like, the Bill Mars of the world, you know, hoping for an economic collapse to get rid of Trump. They, I mean, this is all – it's video. You know, they, they can't escape from it. These are things they said, the view celebrating the collapse of the economy because oh, they thought it oh, would end oh, Trump. Uh, but, whoa, did you just say the view? Oh, yeah. Well, I, you okay. know, I, I like to speak so, about what I hate. I'm a woman, and I find the view disturbing on such a level I can't even vocalize it. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. It, it's just there, – there are no words. Yeah. No, there, there, there are, are no words to describe no, that no, cesspool no. of shit. Exactly. But with all that being said, they could go up to 24, 25, 30 percent unemployment when Trump reopens the economy – that 30% is going to go down to about 8 or 9%. And the next quarter is going to go down to about 5 or 6%, mm-hmm. all lower than when Trump came in office. So now they're scared. So now they don't have a strong enough candidate in 2020 to put all their, their no, chips no. on. No. So now we only have one more thing left. We have to break the supply chain. But they forgot that Trump instituted the um, – what we were talking about it before. The, the uh, supply – the Thank you. Defense Production Act, they messed up. So this is, in the end, it sounds kind of sick, but from a realist looking from the outside, this is going to turn into a very big win one day. And not not just for Trump. He'll be smart to tout it. It's going to be a win for us because so many of the things that people either knew about and ignored or didn't know about have been exposed. They've been outwardly exposed about China literally owning all of, like, just damn near entire world, but how they operated America, and now it's breaking. So mm. they're in a panic mode, not because yeah. of a pan. Believe me, they don't care about that. They care about we did it too soon, we didn't do mm. it right, and now he has too much time to rebound. Mm. So we have to try our last gas, and that supply chain not going to work. And so how fucking stupid, yeah, and how fucking stupid, again, uh, just putting it out there, I'm an independent, how fucking stupid are the Democrats right now with, I mean, they, they've chosen Joe Biden, Joe Biden <laughs> is looking at the, 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 the governor of Michigan who is hated right now by so many people <laughs> who don't even, I mean, the fact that like, you know, uh, anyhow, and third, <laughs> listen. Uh, huh, listen, let me tell you something else. I just found out today, I was looking at, um, I mean, I mean, nobody pays attention to me on Facebook, but, um, so one of my <laughs> friends who I used to teach with, who, um, has moved on, she teaches in a different school in the, in the New York city department of education. And she mm-hmm. is uh, a, a full-blown Trump supporter. And a lot of the people that I work with, um, who I know are definitely not listening to me. They don't even know that I'm doing this. Um, um, they they can't stand her because of her support for Trump. She posted something earlier that showed that um, uh, Mitch uh, no 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 not Mitch McConnell. I'm so sorry. Um, oh my God, I can see him. Uh, complete fucking douchebag. I don't like him, and he is a Democrat. Schumer. He's, yep, Schumer. Chuck Schumer. Thank you. Yeah. Is is introduced like like some sort of like stupid like I don't know if it's really legislation, but whatever. He introduced like this whole thing about like we need to like. Like, this is what we got to focus on right now with everything going on. 
we need to focus on we have to have Trump's signature removed from the stimulus uh, checks. I'm like, yes. okay. Yes. So I will tell you right now that I thought that the whole thing about Trump wanting his signature on that was stupid and egomaniac. Uh, that wasn't even legitimate, right? though. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying that, that was my opinion. But Chuck Schumer taking his like like taking this time when we need to be focusing on other things and using it for that is even more mm-hmm. egomaniacal. And like you are a fucking asshole. And what the hell? You have so much more to be doing right now, and that's what you're spending your time doing. You're a dick. Well, and you are making the Democrats look even more stupid right now, along with Nancy Pelosi and her ice cream refrigerator. Like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, people? Like, again, like I said, I'm an independent, so I'm showing how it is on both sides. Like, you are fucking idiots. Like, you are not making your case. And like right now with the election coming up, I'm like, you guys are all assholes. Like, wh- <laughs> what the hell? Mm-hmm. So the, the funny part was, is they, no, you're you're good. The funny part was they tried to run with the whole signature thing when that's an it was an absolute lie and it was actually fact checked and exposed by the New York Times, which and we know they're no fans of Trump. Um, mm-hmm. Every IRS check, refund, whatever, is signed by the head of the Treasury and the President of the United States. The issue was was the Department of Treasury mandated that before the checks or the direct deposits can be sent, they need new technology because it was faulty equipment to get the automatic signatures on the checks. And Trump said, they're being direct deposited. Who cares? No, we need this situated. We need money from that stimulus first before we send it out to the people. So, of course, the Democrats were all on board with that, and they, they operate the committee. They're the majority on the committee in the Senate and the House. And they got it passed, and then they tried to say, oh, Trump, it was a vanity project. He won't, No, it had nothing to do with that. It was all about getting more money for the Treasury Department. And even Munchen, um, Secretary Munchen, I'm saying mm-hmm. his name wrong. He I'm was, not a fan he of came him, right though, out. still, yeah. No, no, neither am I. But he even came right out and said this is absolutely absurd. This is unnecessary. There's no need for it. The mm. people that are going to get checks in the mail, they're not going to receive their money, unfortunately, until May. How does this affect direct deposit? But the Department of Treasury as a whole and the financial committees in the House and the Senate were the ones that did that. So they tried to pass that off as a Trump thing. So then a Schumer, who has nothing else to grasp back, can try to say, oh, well, we need to go after him for this. It was, it, it was sad that as soon as I saw it, I was able to see through it. But it was even worse. And this is happening more and more now if you pay attention. This is how you know that – they fired too soon and they didn't do a good enough job because the New York Times and the AP and the USA Today have been doing more fact-checking of leftists and actually exposing mm-hmm. things they're trying to hide and they're getting blacklisted because of it. You know that they're scared of something. They're, well, you're not going to give them credit for that, though, at least. I mean, at least they are, like, I mean, I, I know that Trump is not a fan of, of, of the New York Times you know, well, and all shit. that, but... But I mean, but at least they are like saying, hey, we checked this and um, oops, my bad. Yes, but they're also doing it for political expediency because they I think they see the storm coming that Mm. they're not going to get a Democrat back in the House. So they need to try to save whatever face they can to try to appeal. You see, so it's it's basically like it's all about bets and placing your Mm -hmm. bets on, you know, political futures. Listen, Biden can pick a Hillary. He could pick an Obama. He could pick 
He can it pick doesn't matter. Biden has disappeared. No. I haven't seen anything from him, heard anything from him. Like, is he even still alive? Like, can like, you, you know, can you stop it? He is very busy right now trying to create a vaccine for polio to cure the world of the economic <laughs> depression of the 1920s. And yeah, one day yeah. he's going to save Aruba. He's going to save Aruba from the flying monkeys. And, um, and don't then forget, he he's is the going to son of Scranton too. I mean, come on. Of course he is. Of course he it's is. Like, well, it's like Hillary off, and, 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 and Bill are from Scranton. They're too. all from Scranton. Yeah, they're yeah. all from Scranton. Come on, yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Everybody's from Scranton. Yeah. First off, who the hell would ever want to claim that? No offense. But, exactly. Um, yeah, no, no like, offense. Yes, exactly. But I mean, right? but I do love Coopers. You know, I mean, this good. Yeah, and and The Office is from Scranton. But you know, hey. But anyhow, I <laughs> never watched that show. Oh, but, it was a good show. Anyhow, so I, I don't. Got, I got Philip to watch it. He loved that show, by the way. You know, I mean, and I finally watched the final season. You know, it took I, me seriously. It took me probably six or seven episodes to finally like. I was, I was like, this is stupid. This is really fucking stupid. And it, like six or seven episodes, I was like, uh, okay. And then I was hooked. And I just like, I don't know. I guess because the people are so, I don't know. I think I work with the people in the office. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that's well, a little different. Pandemic, but... Well, well, you know, you're working right now. I mean, like I'm working too, but like I can work from home. But like, you know, yes. I mean, you give it a chance. Give it a chance. It's it's it's. it's I mean, eh. I don't know. Anyhow, I don't. I don't watch yeah, much TV. Yeah. I really don't. Anyhow, sorry, we digress. I, I apologize, but yes, yeah, everyone's no, no you're good. I, well, you know, it's all whatever we could say, and that didn't work for him in 2016, obviously, because it's still right. Trump. So, but you know what? Wait, wait, not so now, but Well, yeah, well, you know, anyhow. So speaking of, and let me change this because we're at the less than an hour mark already. Wow, I know. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to, I, I, I want to lighten the mood a little bit. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. sure. So, my zen you know, show. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad. See, Dan, see, I want to be your Zen partner. I want to like, make you like, you know, <laughs> kind of like, you know, woosah, you know? <laughs> that's right. I, I get I calm before like I yelling explode. And screaming. Right. Yeah. Cause tomorrow you're going to explode. I know you are. We'll be eating mm-hmm. dinner. We'll be listening to you. Like this is, this is our setup for tomorrow. So Kevin and I will sit down. We'll have dinner. We'll be sitting at the table. We'll put our, our, our we'll put the, 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 um, the, the Bluetooth speaker on, and we'll be listening. You'll be like, blah, 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 and like everyone else, like Mike will be like, calm down, and and we'll he'll her be like, be like, all right, dude, and like we'll be listening to everybody. So it'll be it'll be awesome. But anyhow, thank you. So funny thing. So again, like this is a little bit like off the beaten path here, but mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> Um, I'm not, and I'll be very honest with you. Um, I'm not, I don't usually go to the movie theater. I don't know how you are. I, I rarely go to the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I have a real hard time. So I spend my weeks, my m- Monday through Friday in, well, Sunday through Friday, um, in New York city. And then I'm, I'm home, um, on the weekends and, you know, on longer breaks. And of course in the summer, well, like right now I'm here in Pennsylvania and I, 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 I'm sorry. And, and I don't care what anyone says born in Pennsylvania, lived in Pennsylvania. I've still have spent most of my life in Pennsylvania, 17 years in New York city. I'm, I'm not going to say how old I am, <clears throat> but uh, most of my life I've been in, has been in Pennsylvania. So God damn it. I'm Pennsylvania. So, um, but, in in I'm I'm just not a fan of paying how much it costs to go to see a movie um, in the movie theater. 
And I, yes. I will go see some of the big movies. Like, like I did go see, you know, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I think that was the last movie I saw in the movie theater. And um, I just, uh, I, you know, it's, it's certain movies you have to see on the big screen. But that's about it. And we have pretty good, like, and I think most people in America tend to have pretty good, um, you know, like home theater setups right now at this point. So I was I was looking at um, and uh, and I get this um, because I, I I I play around with the stock market a little bit. I have this. Uh, it's called Morning Brew. It's an interesting um, uh, um, email I get every day, um, and sort of like a little you know tidbit about the stock market. And like it doesn't really I don't know. I read it. I get some of it. Don't get all of it. I'm not very smart about that kind of stuff. I'm an English teacher, not a God damn it, Jim. I'm an English person, not a math person. Anyhow, um, <laughs> yes, I'm a nerd. So there's your Star Trek, you know, uh, you know, like uh, throw out there. But so anyhow, so in the Morning Brew, they were talking about um, the, the movie production situation. And so there's I guess there's this movie like, you know, the troll dolls that were out there back in like, well, you wouldn't know because you're too young. But yeah, no, I, I know. Dolls, well, yeah, well, the troll dolls were big in like, I guess, the 70s. And they came there was like a resurgence of them in the I don't know, maybe the 80s or the 90s. I don't know. Anyhow, there's like a movie, like an animated movie of the trolls. Um, and um, they didn't do whatever. But there was a second movie that just came out. And they, they released it. This is Universal Studios. They released it um, um, just recently. And it was um, released to, um, I think they call it PVOD, which is, I think, uh, oh, I don't know, pay. Uh, something hey, about like video on demand or something. Yes, that's it. Thank you. I don't know the acronyms yeah. very well. So paid uh, video on demand, and because obviously nobody can go to the movie theater unless you're in Georgia. So, um, which by the way, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in two to three weeks. I'm I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with like the COVID nineteen thing. Anyhow, back to <laughs> a little bit more of a lighter <laughs> thing. <clears throat> so, so interestingly enough. Um, <laughs> So the second movie, the second Trolls movie, right, which was the one that was just released on, on PVOD, um, in three weeks being released just at home on PVOD, it made $95 million, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the original movie was released in theaters, it made less than that in five months in the theaters. <laughs> yes. So again, in three weeks, it made $95 million, the second Troll movie on PVOD and in theaters. So, so here's the deal. So, so universal gets to keep 80% of the rental and purchase fees when it releases to PVOD versus uh, 50% of box office fees. So, oh yeah. This, yeah. So the CEO of universal said, well, fuck this shit. We're going to release movies from now on after the pandemic, both in theaters and at the same time on PVOD. Well, you know, AMC, yep. which is the biggest movie theater company in the U.S., said, oh, fuck that bullshit. Well, then we're going to stop playing all Universal films. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so Universal yep. is a pretty goddamn big fucking movie company. So if AMC says fuck you to Universal, <laughs> um, I think AMC is going to be fucked right now. And it's just an interesting thought, like like this post-pandemic world, right? Because we're all talking about like, oh, the new normal, because we're not going to go back to normal anymore, right? There's no going back. So, Please. 
I'm thinking about that. That's interesting, right? So, like, so, so movie theaters and everything else. And so, again, like, I don't go to the movies very often. Like, when I do go to the movies, it's generally when I take a bunch of kids to go see a movie, like a, a field trip to go see a movie or whatever. Um, like, so, actually, last time I was at the movie theater was on March 4th. I can remember this. Um, because it was SAT school day in New York City. So all my juniors were taking the SATs. But see, I have juniors and seniors. So I, I have mm-hmm. a, a junior seminar and senior seminar. I, I don't teach English anymore. I teach, um, basically, it's like college and career readiness. And so I'm trying to get the kids ready to like do the college applications and all that. Because, I mean, I quite frankly, and, and this is where you're going to get me like pissed. And so I'm not going to say a lot. Because this is not real for a lot of people. Probably not real for a lot of the listeners here. Um, but, um, so I've been a teacher for 20, oh God, I don't even know, five, seven years. I don't know. It's a long time. Um, and I've been teaching in New York city for 17 years now. Uh, yeah. So it's been 25 years total. So 17 years in New York city. And, um, so, um, I'm going to try not to like digress. Um, but, uh, parent involvement when there's parent involvement Mm -hmm. is good. But there is very little parent involvement, even as uh, the, the 11th and 12th graders. And so we, I basically my job now is to lead my 11th and 12th graders um, through the college application process, trying to explore careers. If, and if they don't want to go to college and that's fine. And then we have um, amazing like um, um, it's, it's called co-op tech. It's like where career, like where they can go into like automotive technology and, and, and to, um, all kinds of stuff where they don't have to go to college. And so it's my job as a, when I have them as 11th graders to try to like lead them into what, what do you want to do with your rest of your life kind of thing. And then as 12th graders, yeah. um, that's when I'm trying to like get them to like, you know, all right, so, um, if you're going to college, I'm helping you with your college applications. I'm helping you with your financial applications and all that stuff where the parents for most um, students in um, rural and suburban school districts, the parents are helping them with that. Um, I do that for them here um, in the Bronx. And, um, and it's not just me. There's, there's other people who do that too. Mm-hmm. Eh, anyhow, um, a, a subject for another day. So um so, so my juniors are taking the SATs. I still have seniors too. And so the seniors are supposed to be out of the building because, you know, we're, our focus is on the juniors and trying to get them to take the SATs and blah, blah, blah. So I took my seniors to go see whatever movie they wanted to see. So I took them to the movie theater, paid for their tickets. I got them in and, you know, got them popcorn and all that stuff to try, you know, so they, I, I forget what movie they chose to see. Oh, it was one of the Harley Quinn movies, whatever. Yes, it was rated R. It doesn't Birds matter. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I didn't even watch the movie. Well, anyhow, so that's the last time I was in the movie theater. Um, so, like, how is this going to work in the future? Like, how are these simple little things going to work in the future? Like, the, the movie theaters, like, you know, you're sitting right next to somebody, and, like, I don't know. Is this crazy? Like, like, are, like, are we going to be, like, observing this stuff forever? Like, these social distancing norms. Like, I go back to school in September, like they, they say, Oh, you're supposed to keep six feet apart. Dan, my classroom is the old, well, I, I say old, but like, so it's, it's the music classroom. I, I share my classroom with the music teacher and my mm-hmm. classroom has 29 desks and I have 34 students right now. Well, when, when we were still in school and I have like camp chairs, like the kind of fold open, like in the kind that you like sit around a campfire with, I have those chairs yeah. in, in excess of my student desks. 
There is no fucking way in this classroom. So it's a music room. It's not like a band room. It's a, it's a tiny, weirdly shaped room because our building is an old welfare building. It was never meant to be a school. Okay. So my classroom is a weird shaped room. It has 29 desks. I have 34 students in, in one of my classes. Um, and they all show up because they're actually a good group of kids. How the fuck am I supposed to have six feet apart from those kids? They're, they're, they're not, that, that's not going to happen. Um, are they going to have to wear masks? So uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of fucking New York City, who's a, a fucking piece of shit. And here I go. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I should probably stop t- talking about this. Um, no, he, you're good. He, he thinks that schools are a pipeline to prison. And so he has already pulled back. Um, on on all of the uh, discipline situations, I actually had a kid two years ago spit on me. At, on the, the the so my school we have a, a subway platform um, right by our school, and so I was waiting for the subway train, and some kid I didn't even know he was in my school. He spit on me because he's a little fucking dick. Um, I didn't know this kid was in my school. And he spit on my coat and then the doors closed. And I was like, you son of a bitch, you know, and, and anyhow, come to find out he was in my school. We called the police and like, so long story made short. Um, <clears throat> I had some of my seniors say, who is that motherfucker? I told them what happened. They took care of the situation. The kid never came back to school and then he transferred. Yeah. <laughs> That's the power <laughs> of uh, yeah. proactiveness there. Anyhow, um, <laughs> you know, I always had a good relationship with my kids. Anyhow, uh-huh. um, but like, like what happens? The kids aren't going to wear fucking masks. Um, like, like, so is, is, are, are we going to be, oh my God, there's like so many questions. Like, how are you going to do this again? And I was talking to Philip and, um, you know, he's a teacher in Pennsylvania. We're not going to name school districts. And he was mm-hmm. saying that they're already talking about how it's going to happen in the fall. Like they're going to start school back up in September and they're already planning in this school district, um, that probably come October, they might have to go back to online learning for a month or two well, because they're already expecting this to happen. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is <laughs> no. And, you know, New York what fucking their... Sydney today, the chancellor just, just sent an email home to parents saying, oh, FYI, and I don't know about the other grades, but, like, because I teach 11th and 12th grade. So 9 through 12, um, so we were told that, like, so we can't fail anybody at all. No kids. So even though I've had some students who have done nothing all year long have failed me. Like literally I have some kids who have like literally like a 12% average all year. Mm -hmm. I can't fail them. I can give them a, um, an incomplete and they have until January of 2021 to make the grade up. Okay. That's fine. Um, but like what? So like, what the fuck? Like we're going to like have a whole group of students out there who are like complete fucking morons. I don't even know what to say. I, I, I've just, I know I've completely gone from the, the movie theater thing to, to social distancing to schools. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so pissed right now. I'm like, I've gone everywhere and I'm sorry. And I just, I just, I, nope. wow. I apologize. You're good. I, I just, I just went off on one of your tangents. I, I, I'm, I'm going to shut up right now. I love it. It's nice to hear somebody else do it. Take, take heed, Mike. Kirby, Dave. <laughs> Are they Learn listening? They're probably like, oh, shut Probably. No, <laughs> probably. But, 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 but. It's, it's a simple thing. No Child Left Behind was pretty much a uh, failure, and that was oh, put in complete. place by Bush. That was Bush, yep. And here we go. Now we have a 
another generation of, of students that their failure will be rewarded. Me. And look, I'm getting ahead because they're giving me this. They're giving me a pass. So I'm going to be blindly obedient to the system and the structure in place, mm-hmm. question nothing, and go along to get along. It's yeah. creating – it's like teaching a dog in, in an obedience class. Mm-hmm. It's the same difference. I hate to say that, but that's how, that's how they view. And now, listen, you, you, could, you could guarantee that the – Lockdown number two is coming because one thing is guaranteed, not this BS, not this BS Corona bullshit, which magically, no, come November, though, Corona is not going to be able to oh, cure the oh, flu, absolutely. the pneumonia, oh, and heart oh, attack. Oh, yeah, because we're going to vote, you know, and then we have like That's everyone right. go home and magically there's the, happen. there's the coronavirus of November, a presidential mm-hmm. election. So we got to do yep. whatever we can to help senile man try to get in so he could 25th Amendment his ass three months later and put the VP in. So, yep. you see, it's, it's oh, all by design. I'm sorry. Everything I would much rather have design. Trump than the VP, just so you know. Of course. It, it's just – you know how many people who don't like Trump that say the same thing? They say, mm-hmm. if nothing else, at least he'll get the economy back. Yeah. And you know what? And I can respect that. If you don't feel the same way I do about him, that's cool. At least you're wise enough to see that yeah. we stand a much better chance with the guy oh, yeah. who's fought China than the guy who made his son billions of dollars with China. Okay, oh, yeah. so please, and, and, and show me Joe Biden. Never mind. Yes. It's, it's, it's so apparent that it's forthcoming, and it's disgusting oh. how people don't – they don't stand up. You know, yeah. a, a little thing, and I will – I will most likely go off on this tomorrow, but a little thing, <laughs> you know, just, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it succinct. That's my new favorite word. You know, I when I send out emails for work that are six paragraphs long, they're like, Dan, I'm like, I know, I know. And when you were trying I'm a writer, teach, damn it. Uh, how the fuck did you teach? Uh, I'm sorry. I have to digress here. Like, I want to know how yes. you taught how to do CPR virtually. <laughs> That's, <sighs> That's Did you a, video that? That's that a whole awesome. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> do, 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 I, I don't even want to go into that. that. I want to know. <laughs> Inquiry I, no dance. <laughs> there's 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 a hanger for next week. So Did next week when the show comes on. <laughs> no. So next week when the show comes on at seven and I get on finally around seven thirty, um okay. I will tell <laughs> you me. the CPR virtual training. Yes. Okay. So there's your sign, Kevin. You got to be on for the first 30 minutes at least, because you know damn well I won't be able to call in. So, but I'll be the one to let you on, though. God, I love it. Um, I did a little thing on Facebook over the weekend. I I posted a video, which I never ever 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 do, and I wore a mask in the video because the only time I would wear a mask because I refused to wear it going into Walmart, right? And a little How thing, the guy. Did you really manage to what? go in there and they didn't stop you? No. Oh, they tried. Um, and I, I, I don't want to talk too much about this because I will get mad. But, but you'll talk about but, tomorrow. I came over and I will call in and ask about oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, please do. Okay. Um, the, we're <laughs> plotting tomorrow's show for we have 8,000 people listening right now, so you're getting a little inside <gasps> tip. You oh, know, we're plotting tomorrow's nice. show. I know, I told you we, we probably have some others and non binaries in there, though. But I love you guys, anyway. I don't care. I love you all. Okay, yeah, I love whatever you are. Um, so the guy from Walmart comes over and tells me that um, you have to put your mask on. And I said, do I? 
He goes, yes. I said, says who? He goes, well, you got to put your mask on. I said, says who? And he goes, well, the governor said, and I said, mm-hmm. the governor suggested. I said, I can yeah. show you the wall where you're not supposed to wear a face mask in a store like this because it actually is written into law. I said, but the governor made a suggestion. Well, that's what we have to do. I said, well, I suggest the governor go fuck himself. Should he do that? Mm-hmm. I suggest the governor should resign. He doesn't have to, copy but the it's my suggestion. Right? He's like, well, sir, you know, it's, it's our policy. I said, well, then where's a member of Walmart management to tell me that I have to or I have to leave the store? Well, you want to speak to the cop? I said, sure. So I stepped off a little sidewalk there, you know, mm-hmm. and the cop comes over and he says, you have to put it on. I said, why? It's the law. I said, no, it's a suggestion. Show me the law. Yeah. Well, I can't Where's do the that. Law? And I, <laughs> I said, right. And he goes, well, listen, if, if you don't comply, I can arrest you for disorderly conduct. I said, I'm not being disorderly. I said, no. I'm simply asking you a question to show me the law. I said, if you want to Weren't arrest you me, a police I said, officer in Hazleton. Who me? Yeah. You. No, God, no. Oh, God. Weren't you kidding me? I thought you were. Okay, I'm sorry. I digress. Go ahead. I, I know the law. Okay. But, 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 but. So I said to him, I said, if I do get arrested, I said, I'm going to make a lot of money off the lawsuit. <laughs> a lot of money off the lawsuit. He's like, sir, we're just, we're not asking you to do much. It's, it's for everybody else's safety. It's everybody else here is wearing masks. I'm not. So therefore they're safe, right? And go. he goes, listen, you have to, you have to do it. I said, please have a member of Walmart management come over because it's a private establishment to come over and tell me that I have to, or I have to leave. He's like, can't you just put the mask on or do I have to take things further? I said, well, go ahead. Long story short. Well, first off, people were clapping behind me and oh. I told them don't clap because you're sitting here wearing masks like compliant dogs. And I, and I got to go in the store without my mask on. I fucking and love it's you, a simple. Man. <laughs> Thank you. It's a simple thing like that where something so simplistic, something so easy to do, not enough people do. They refuse yeah. to question what they're told. They mm-hmm. and I also posted about how again, you know, the week prior I was hit in my car, you know, somebody backed yeah, into me the and the lady. cops yeah. the cops I'm the cops pulse. would not respond. Yeah. Oh my God, Dan! Right, so you, you said about that. So so there was a I, I had a a friend that I went to high school with who has a pizza business um, in a town uh, heading west in Pennsylvania. I won't say where. Um, and he posted on Facebook that he had someone who threatened him with a gun, said that he was going to shoot mm-hmm. him or something like that. He called the police, and the police said, "Sorry, due to COVID, we're not coming out." So yes. you have someone who threatened you with a fucking gun said that he was mm-hmm. going to shoot you, and you called the police, and the police said, sorry, deal with it? Oh, oh, Yeah, oh, terroristic threats. No. Yes. Hit and run, threat of violence. Hit and run accident. Oh, are you kidding me? But now I will but, say this. The NYPD, the NYPD aren't doing that. They're reporting to, 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 to calls of situations. But, like, what the fuck? Yes. So local police departments can't handle this shit? So You're worried about pe- the COVID? The, our tax dollars fund local PD. And oh, they that. are more preoccupied with standing in front of Walmarts and stores that are deemed essential, big business, telling you mm-hmm. to wear a mask yeah. and in some cases yeah. arresting people because they don't question rather than actually responding to, to the people that live in their jurisdictions. Like that, that video you sent me earlier. On. Yep. Yes. A kid, a Where kid the cops playing came. at somebody else's house. Yeah, come on. It's mm-hmm. a kid. And the cops come and tell you this while they're not wearing a mask, mind you. Yeah, yes, so, I saw that. I noticed that. <clears throat> wow. So you see... The blind obedience is what they're counting on to dumb down the yes. next generation because there's a, a long 
a longstanding belief that Generation Z, as they call it, which I think mm-hmm. that whole thing is stupid because I'm yeah. certainly not a millennial. But, no. but Generation Z has been vetted and researched and everything else, and the longstanding belief is they will be the most conservative generation in for you know in mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So we have to break that. We have to break that by teaching you this is the new normal. Somebody actually said to me, well, why can't we be more like China? They have the right idea. They wear masks all the time. They wear masks because they're a polluted shithole. And if they don't wear a mask, they could be put in prison and never seen again. Yeah. Okay? So we are trying to make America into China. Now, I will give credit to the Ohio governor who he pissed me off a few times. He's a Republican, you know, business guy. But he came out today and said not only is the state going to start reopening on May 1st, but he said there is no good that comes from people wearing masks in public stores and public places. It's a choice of – it's their own choice, not law, and violates Mm -hmm. civil liberties. And he Mm -hmm. said he will not be enforcing that. Two great people are very happy about that Mm -hmm. because – that's breaking the, the paradigm shift. You see, you can't have that. You can't have the centers. So mm-hmm. we go after them young. So like your students that are failures, right? And I'm not trying to say that in a mean way. Mm-hmm. Just pointing no. out, you know, what you said. They will now get a free pass, and they mm-hmm. will learn that they'll continue to get free passes yep. as long as they abide and obey rather than question yep. and stand up for yourself. Yep. So. This is what they're doing. They're trying to do the whole cultural shift. This is all going to happen regardless. Agenda mm-hmm. 21 was put in place in 89, and it was fast-tracked. It was supposed to be done in place by 2021. Hillary was supposed to be the last catalyst to bring it in. And basically, they have nothing else left to lose. So they're just going all in because they know how bad they messed this up. So you have these people, these obedient people that – it sickens me, and this is what I said on our show last week, uh, meaning our show, and then also mm-hmm. on the Thursday show, is the most horrid violators or offenders, or I don't even know what you would call it. The, the people that are touting this the most, it seems to me, mindless, and I hate to sound crass here, and like this a right-wing guy pointing his finger, because I'm going to shit the, the right in a minute, but most of the left people, especially younger, sadly, they just they believe whatever CNN tells them, and they that's it. So they go along, right? They are yeah. willfully and happily dumbed down and marks. There's so many people on the alleged yeah. right that are falling in line to this as well, which yeah. it, it it roots out the sunshine patriots, if you will. Yeah. And it just shows you that this is this is so easily manipulated and so easily done. And there's nobody standing up against it. There's nobody questioning. And when they're those people that do stand up against it legitimately, they're getting silenced, attacked, fined, arrested, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because we can have that. So we're right now, this is a new age world war. You have mm. essentially, I mean, let's talk about energy and fuel and oil costs. We're killing us and crippling us, right? In Pennsylvania, we always paid more. Yeah, PA, we always paid more because that's the punishment for going to Trump in 2016, so they raised a gas tax, right? (laughs) So PA was in the top three of the country. Um, But right now, gas is falling, and they don't like that. 
They don't like that. But what did Trump do? He came in and he bought, what, I think 62 or 92, one or the other, million barrels of oil to fill up our strategic reserve at basically $2 a barrel. Genius. So taking what they're using against us to try to cripple us, he actually took it and made it work to our advantage. They don't like that. They don't like that. And I keep saying they because, unfortunately, it, it, I can name all the organizations. That, mm-hmm. Like I did last week, I talked about all the different you know, power players in the world that want to cripple not just America, but they want blind obedience. And, well, and now I'm going to do like you did. I'm going to jump around. Look at the tweet mm-hmm. that came out today. I shared it. That de Blasio, uh, a couple of days ago, did this whole big loving tweet to the Muslim community about how they <laughs> could go and you know, celebrate their holiday meal. Then he put mm-hmm. out a tweet today saying that you know, this is the end of the line for Jewish people. If you gather, oh, you yeah. will be arrested. You oh, will be yeah. fine. He was so for anybody looking at that, they're like, oh, whatever. I look at that and say, huh, for the ones that are the first ones to point your finger and say you're Hitler and you're a Nazi – you are literally, literally yeah. in 1930s Europe right now, and yep. you're too dumb to realize it. Yep. I shared that thing on Facebook, too, the quote from Hitler, you know, which translated to, it's for your safety. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. the Jews got on the train because it was for their safety. Yep. The, the, like, this is, they're literally recycling what they've already done in the modern day, but it's having an effect and it's actually working and there's not enough voices brave enough to stand out and speak out, you know, against Mm -hmm. this. And this is what boggles the mind is how stupid a society has become. And let's face it. Parents aren't allowed to be parents. All right. First off, this is something completely off topic, but I'm going to always bring this up because it bothers me. You okay. see these commercials, you know, I, I love these birth control commercials, the Nurex commercials. Like, I, I look at trying to have sex with you, okay? But yeah. never <laughs> I, I, I'm real for that, all right? Yep, I got but you. you see these wonderful, joyous commercials about the prep pills to go out and have sex and take a pill so you won't get HIV. You see these wonderful, wonderful commercials about plan B, plan B. You know, you get knocked up, take a pill, boom, baby gone, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. getting to a pro-life, pro-choice thing here, but look look deeper. People get lost in either side of the divide, of of the the argument. Mm -hmm. Look deeper. When we were coming up still, you know, in school and shit, we learned about safe sex, condoms, Mm -hmm. Where are the condom right. commercials? Where are the condom commercials? Where I don't they? think I've ever seen now, any. No. No. It's basically advocating. Have unprotected sex. It's okay. There's no consequences. You know, just take our pill. Take this. Take that. We control you. We control you. We say it's okay for this. We, we applaud you for going out and doing it. And if you're going to kill a baby in the process, even better. We like that. And it's, it's this sickness. And, again, people don't look. They get caught up there and say, oh, that's just a pro-lifer. I'm giving you a down-the-middle breakdown of this is where we're at. And if you look and just ask yourself, what is the end game? And to round this back to what you were saying about movie studios, you're going to have quite the war there because most of the movie studios are owned by China. So look there's some, a good homework assignment for you. Look at which studios are actually owned and financed by Chinese money versus ones that aren't. The ones that aren't, they love. They don't care. 
they, they'll release a movie on demand. It's good for them. Mm-hmm. They get more of the, you know, that's all right. wonderful. China, no, they don't want that because they also <laughs> own the theaters. They own, it's, it's like, it's a sickness. And it's a sickness that it's, it's like, I don't even know how to, how to break it down. It's like somebody is shooting somebody on the side of the street. They're not dead yet, but they're still shooting them. And five minutes later, you're going to say, oh, that person just got shot. But you're looking at the person shooting them and doing nothing. You're seeing right. the cause of it, but you're doing nothing. You're saying nothing. You're allowing it to happen. It's the same difference. People are so blinded by whatever they're selling you and whatever they're, they're propagandizing and whatever they're just mind-controlling you with. And it sounds like we, we didn't even go there this week, but the deep state stuff, but mm. it's, it's, so, it's so real because it's, it's this mind-fuck. And I just, I question how, how people, how a population, how a world can come so numb to reality and so blind to what's being done to them. You know what's funny, too, you don't hear about? In the Philippines, right? I'm somebody, I've always said this. The Philippines, from when I was very young, I always thought it was a badass country. I, I've never been a big fan of England because I said, mm-hmm. I don't know why our greatest ally is the country that used to own us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, point. I, I always said that. Right. And I'm like the Philippines, those sons of bitches, they sacrificed damn near their last person to, to, for world war two to back us. And MacArthur is like my military hero, right? Mm-hmm. In the Philippines right. right now, you have rallies taking place all over the country and they support their president, but mm-hmm. the world has to hate their president because he's bad. Why? Because the people love him. So he's bad. He's mm-hmm. bad. He's not relying on China right now. Oh, you're bad. We're going to take over your country, and we defy America to come and, and have your back, right? So in the Philippines, they're having rallies about reopening their government and reopening the stores. They don't talk about that. You're having rallies in, in Germany, of all places. Yeah, I heard it. That. I did hear a they little – I heard one little blip about that, and I heard that Angela Merkel yes. was like, oh, you know, we need to calm down, yeah. Yeah, well, a little, little, you know, Hitler youth. Well, I heard, that, but, um, I, I heard one little blurb this morning about Greece. Um, I think they're like in, in like riot, like full riot mode because yes. they're like they're like running out of food and they're all like all flipping out. The, yeah. Well, the worst thing is the people of Wuhan that are now going over the bridge and getting into fights and getting shot by the the uh, cops in China because they they know what's going on and they have been completely cut off. They cut off their oh. cell phones. They cut off their internet because they know. These mm-hmm. people are in ground zero, and they know that what they're selling is what happened. That's why wow. China needed to silence the Hong Kong protesters, needed to silence the Taiwan protesters. Well, France we haven't heard anything. Remember when the whole thing with Wuhan started back in, like, December and, like, even in January, and we were hearing, like, like we had, like um, – like news, like we had reporters, like, you know, American and British reporters that were like reporting from there. And then they stopped. We haven't yeah. heard anything from them. Of course. Like I can tell you how long. And what's funny is right now, all these things are happening, but they want you to believe that only in America, bad people are out there putting everybody's life at risk by having rallies and protesting the, the shutdowns. Right. Does anybody – the AP spoke about it. The USA Today spoke about it. Again, I don't know what happened to them. I guess you could be right every century. But <laughs> in Sweden? Oh, yeah. They're doing great. Well, Herd I mean, immunity. Yeah. 
they they said we're not buying into this, we're not locking down, we're not shutting down, surrounded by all the countries in the draconian lockdown. They are fine. The lowest deaths, the lowest cases out of all the countries around there, fine. Herd immunity. It's a real mm-hmm. thing. Nope. Silence that. Silence that. And Sweden will be punished by the EU, please believe, because they're supposed to be obedient and allow their country to be taken over. So they right. pissed off all the wrong people. So something bad's coming for them. I hate to say it. Poland, same. Poland, you know. For the I haven't Polish heard anything joke, about Poland now that you said that. That's because they're, they are defiant. They said we're not going to buy in. They're fine. They're fine. Hungry. Fine. They don't talk about these countries. They don't exist. All you need to hear about is what we tell you, and this is what you need to abide by, right? Huh. That is it. I just saw 526 we, deaths in Poland, 526 mm-hmm. in an entire country. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we can't talk about that. You see, that's bad. So what we're doing right now is violating their free speech edicts. They give us the talking points. So when this video gets shared to a YouTube, right, technically, mm-hmm. we, don't, we won't have their attention yet. Mm-mm. But technically, YouTube, the, the commie sisters that, you know, run YouTube that have connections mm-hmm. also to Big Pharma, but we won't you talk about COVID, that. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, you're, you're, you're blocked. Yes. Just like the doctors from Cedar sinai who gave the, the um, hour-long roundtable interview and spoke about how masks are actually doing more harm than good, that you have a 0.001.1% chance of dying from COVID, but they've had a over 40 to 50% increase in domestic violence, child abuse, suicides, yeah. um, oh. rapes. Uh, but we don't talk about, about like, that. People are like locked up. So, so like, and that, I'm sorry, I'm going to digress real quick. Um, but mm-hmm. like we, I was talking about this, like, so we have a lot of like domestic violence situations. You're in really tight quarters in, in, I'm just going to use New York city because that's my, my frame of reference. And so you have a lot of like, like domestic issues. And so people are a lot, not even in New York city, like you're talking about in like rural areas, suburban everywhere. And, and I, I use this ex- like, 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 so I'm, I'm abusive to my spouse. Like, so like I, I beat the shit out of Kevin or whatever. And I, I don't, um, but like, like so, like we're we're locked up in this house. He's not allowed to go anywhere. The You're cops locked in with your anything, abuser, right? I, the cops aren't doing mm-hmm. anything about it. You're afraid to go to the the, the hospital because you know you're going to get COVID nineteen. So you sit there and and then of course. Like if you're drinking or whatever else, like like these people are are suffering, like women, men, who because it can happen to men too. Let's be realistic yeah. here. Um, and and so people are being, you know, like like they're they're they're, my God, like this is this is insane. Like there's a whole other now, story here that nobody's talking about. That's the thing. There you go. The thirty thousand foot view, right? Not the thousand foot view that the drones have. The thirty thousand mm-hmm. foot yeah. view. Look at the bigger picture of what's being done. They're achieving their goal of population control and mind control mm-hmm. one way or another, because and and the one of the highest numbers are the child molestation. So mm. again, I say always abuse a child, abuse a oh, woman, well. abuse an animal, be put to death publicly. But now it's like, well, this is the right. And the cops are, what are they going to do? Enforce it? No, sorry. Yeah. They're, they're on COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. You see what they're doing here? They are literally trying to change our way of life blindly. They're yeah. just, they're just putting it all out there blatantly 
but people aren't picking up on the truth right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And it's the scariest. This is the war. This is a cultural battle. This is something completely different, unlike anybody's ever seen. You don't need the EMP. You don't need any of this other crap. They've achieved it by the culture war. The culture war. They are trying to control the culture, dictate to the culture, and inevitably mold a culture into how they need you to be to comply to what they allow you to do, how they allow you to live, and ignore the obvious right in front of you. Ignore the death. Mm. Ignore the people that can't get the surgeries to save their lives. Ignore the 60 to 100 and 120 million people out of work. Ignore the senior citizens that lost their health insurance and are suffering, but that's okay because we got to worry about the senior citizens in nursing homes from COVID. That still to date has not, it's still 30,000 less than people who died from the flu last year. This is what's killing me. Like I'm looking at the numbers right now. And it says updated April 30th, 2020. Well, so April 30th, like that's, so this is uh, uh, Green Mountain uh, GMT. Uh, so that's, I, I forget mm-hmm. what that stands for. So, I mean, so that's tomorrow, technically for us, but this is like, this is, I think this is in England or I'm not sure the time. GMT, I, I forgot what that said. Uh, Greenwich, Greenwich Mean something. Time. Greenwich Mean Yeah, there you go. So as of Greenwich Mean Time, <clears throat> so this is like midnight and, and, and you know, whatever. Um, there have been 228,026 deaths worldwide, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yes. I mean, I, I mean, that that's terrible. Like, you know, that's not good, but that's but. worldwide. 228,000 deaths worldwide. What is that for the whole population? Like, I'm sorry, but this Come. is the shit that gets me crazy because it's like, we're all, the entire world is locked up and then, and, 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 then again, this is like, well, is this because, and then people will say, well, it's because we're all locked down. It could be no. worse. I don't know. Is it no. true? They are, <clears throat> no. They are lowering your immune system by being locked in your house yes, and not being I able to be out in sunlight day. and vitamin D. Yes, and that's absolutely. what the doctors from Cedar sinai said. They said that in the video, that actually mm-hmm. being locked down, wearing masks, things like that are making you sicker right. and making you more vulnerable to what's to come. So now, yeah. n- over... Seventy-one percent of all the deaths worldwide had pre-existing conditions. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because hospitals are getting paid anywhere from forty to forty-five thousand dollars per COVID-19 designation in America. Imagine what's happening all over the world. So mm-hmm. literally, no matter what it is, you will be listed as that because that's how they make bank off of the sickness. Mm -hmm. They're profiteering off of a fake pandemic. And again, we still compare those numbers to the flu last year. Compare the we could play that game all day. In COVID nineteen, if it if it's even in the top ten, it's ten or nine. So that's the truth. That's the truth. But you see the truth is the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. because they they don't want that out there. So that's their new, their new age, um, you know, Marxism or Carthyism, where they label you as something you're not to silence, to discredit you. Mm-hmm. And you, you ask a question, you have to be discredited and besmirched because they, nobody could take you seriously because you might get somebody else to ask that question and they might get two people and you might get three people. You see, they are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. This is, this goes down, and I, I would love to talk about the whole world. I talk about the Philippines. I talk about Poland because I, got, I respect 
what they're doing. I mean, you know, it's just there's so much at play. But in America alone, this is a country. And somebody said about the Trump making the experiment, the comment about the experiment. America has always been referred to as an experiment and a republic, if you can keep right. it. That's from right. our founders. Right. This country alone was built on defiance, built mm. on on patriotism, on pride, on self-preservation. And it's stripped from us right now. Right. It's been yeah, absolutely. Taken. The World Health Organization, which they hail as the heroes of the world. Now, again, we're bad because we pulled the funding from them. They mm-hmm. are the ones that were telling you in uh, February, after Trump already did the lockdowns and shit like that and stopped flights and everything else, they condemned the president and said all the way up until March that COVID-19 is not transferable human to human. Okay, but these are the people we're supposed to hail as heroes. The United Nations, who are evil, they came out and said that the real deaths from this, by what they're doing, this is the UN. The UN is cancer on this world. But they said a depression in America will contribute to over 130 million deaths worldwide in the third world that relies upon the first world for our production, for whatever it may be. So, in the end, they wanted population control worldwide. They're finding their end route to get there no matter what it takes. Hmm. It's a sad, and that's why, as people point out to me, when I tend to go off in these tirades, I keep repeating myself about die, die, death, death. Hmm. I, I do that because I don't know what else to say because it's literally right. what's happening. And, again, people aren't questioning it enough Right. You know, and it's it's a scary thing. That's why, in reality, it's it's horrible to need, even need platforms like a blog talk radio. But I thank God that platforms like this exist. But that's why you need to get your own radio station, <laughs> your own website, broadcast your own message, because soon you're not going to be able to use these platforms. So, yeah. and even then, on the internet, we I'm all about an internet bill of rights. Because they're taking that away. Then you got to yeah. move to the dark web. It's like yeah. no matter what, if people are willing and, and brave enough to fight and speak out, that's the only way you could stop this for now. It's not going to go away. You have a chance to stop it for now. The best thing that Trump can do, because ain't no Democrat is going to do it, the best thing he could do in his next term is continue to break the back of the deep state world establishment, expose it, put it out there, and hope that there's enough people paying attention on either side, on either side, that are willing to stand up against the norms and the power overreach that's being done to stand up against them to continue that fight for independence. As far as I'm concerned, and one of the reasons why I always say Jefferson is like my all-time, you know, historical hero mm-hmm. with MacArthur. Right. Jefferson was the first Republican that wasn't even a Republican. He was truly a libertarian. But he said about, you know, America needs to go help France fight the Brits because mm-hmm. France helped us in the revolution. And he was told that can't happen essentially because we now have a trade agreement with Great Britain. So therefore, we can't go and assist the French. We had independence for about a year. Right. And notoriously, the first 
party, the first power, you know, if you will, the first political establishment, it wasn't a Republican. It was of whatever, an earliest form of what would become the Democrat Party. And that's not me just showing bias. It's just pointing out some truths that people right. tend to overlook. And I hate breaking it down by party because there's good and bad on both sides, but it's the spirit of independence and liberty that we have never truly captured, much less recaptured. So this is the time when Trump has no choice because he is surrounded by evil from all sides. He is surrounded by it. They want him dead more than anybody else in the world, but he has to hold his ground and break their back, to take this and break their back, bring reliance upon, um, for America back onto America, bring, mm-hmm. you know, give us that sense of true, not interdependence, but independence. And then mm-hmm. we are the ones helping the world with trade, with this, with that, where we are the heartbeat versus China, the ones that don't, China has no friends. And I still mm-hmm. say this, Kim Jong-un, no one knows if he's alive or dead, but allegedly yeah. he's brain dead. Listen, when he decided to sit down with Trump, that was the number one sin to China. We need you to keep making the threats and be our patsy, and now how dare you sit down. And I'm not saying he was this great guy. I'm just saying he makes a visit to China and then magically, poof. But don't worry, Chinese doctors are going to take care of him, right? Yeah. It's just, well, he's on a yacht they, now somewhere off the coast, I, I heard now. So. <laughs> yeah. But but you get my point. They have to break yeah. the back of anyone trying to establish a break from their control method. Hmm. And anyone that wants true independence, true nationalism, not white nationalism, not black nationalism, nationalism. Hmm. Nationalism and patriotism knows no race, no nothing. It's about a sense of belief, a sense of – and a spirit of fighting, of believing in something more, of putting country first. It's gone, but yeah. it can be recaptured if people are willing to fight for it. Okay, I, think I know we have afraid. like four minutes left. Yeah, three. Yes. <laughs> but I think people are afraid. They, they really are, and they don't know that that's, it's, it's okay because they're, they've been told for so long that that's wrong, that that's not the right thing to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Be relying upon, dependent upon the government, you mm-hmm. know, which will continue to go in debt. But don't worry, that debt will be there to give you a, a, social, a social safety net. And who controls America's debt? Yeah, China. China. Yeah. And it's right there. It's, just, yeah. it's all right there out in the open for the world to see. And that's – it's just there's not enough – but Dan, nobody wants to see it. They don't want to see it, and that's the problem. People prefer to be blind because if you're blind, it's it's like the whole like you know you know you can it's it's better to just like stay with you know naive. It's like the whole you know idea of like being a kid again. You know, you don't have to worry about things. Mommy and daddy will take care of it, and you can just uh, you know, crawl mm-hmm. back into the womb kind of thing. You know, it's like what I don't have to you know worry about what I don't have to know what I don't have to acknowledge won't hurt me. <laughs> it's a sickness. Yeah. It's it's a, a tyrannical, just globalist-minded sickness, mm-hmm. and it's it's scary. Yeah. <sighs> wow, that went by way too fast. I mean, I know <laughs> <laughs> you really did. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you weren't there right. for like 
40 minutes, you know, just saying. 30, <laughs> whatever, but thanks. 30, thanks. 40, you know. <laughs> you know, you had other annoying. things, better things to do. It's, I get it. You yeah. know, it's just leaving me here to like hang, being like, okay, this is my second show ever. I'm just going to start talking. <laughs> yes, it left me here fighting and screaming with my laptop and blog talk radio. <laughs> Nobody heard my screams well, or my problem. cries. Don't, you, we need to get you a real computer setup. No more laptops and like, you know, fake Yeah, laptops. I know. I know. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. I uh, <laughs> Anyway. Well, with that, so next week we do this again and hopefully right. I, I would love to. I mean, like last week it was my bad. This week is your bad. Maybe next week it's together. Finally. Yeah, we totally screw up and have the reason. Anyway. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Seriously, though, thank you so much for this. I loved it. It was great. Oh, I and I, it was awesome. I definitely appreciate it. And to everybody else out there, thank you for listening. We had a very high listener count. I appreciate it. And thank you for putting up my technical difficulties, I guess. Thank I you for listening to me babble on for like 30 minutes about like, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's okay. You did good. But uh, seriously, I I appreciate it. And everybody else that's out there listening, please tune in tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern for the three-hour weekly show. And we will be back next week on, I don't know the day. I guess we'll we'll put that out there. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Follow us. Yes. Follow us. Voice of People USA radio fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at VOP USA Radio, on YouTube for now, Voice of People USA Radio. Obviously, blogtalkradio.com slash BOPUSA. Everywhere else you can hear podcasts, give us a listen, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Dan. Later, guys. Engage and rage. This is Voice of the People, USA Radio. That's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.